Welcome to another Ask the Expert feature on Connect FM. Today, we are talking with some experts from the Keystone Elk Country Alliance. And Ben is here today. Ben is the Conservation Education Coordinator at Keystone Elk Country Alliance. Ben, good morning. Good morning, Dan. How are you today? I'm doing great. And how are you? Excellent. Um, this is an exciting time of year for us. So, um, yeah, lots of elk, lots of bugling, lots of action, and happy to be here. Yeah, that's uh, that's fantastic. I, I guess um, I've learned something new already this morning when we were talking before we uh, came on the air here. And we're talking about the fact that actually these two months, September and October, are the busiest months at the uh, at the visitor center. Definitely. I mean, not only is it the rut for the elk, which is the mating season, and, you know, that's exciting because the elk are trying to impress one another. They're fighting, they're chasing, they're mating, and they're also doing a lot of talking, making some really cool sounds. But also you have the fall leaves as well. That's great. And so how many visitors would you estimate that you get in that area during September and October? So the past three years, we've averaged about 500,000 people a year. And I would say that probably about two-thirds of them are during September and October. That's incredible. Now, what might people, let's say some people are just unfamiliar with what a rutting season looks like. What kind of behaviors are they going to see out of the elk? Absolutely. So, Dan, um, first of all, you have the males, the bulls, and they are trying to impress the females with their antlers. They are also doing a cool behavior called wallowing, where they will actually find a muddy area. They'll muck it up real good with their hooves and their antlers, throw mud all over the place, make themselves look like a half-dipped Oreo. And in the meantime, they are Um, urinating in that mud and getting their scent all over themselves. Not only does that make them appear more attractive to the females, but it's also um, in that way they're able to leave their scent behind as more or less a calling card for the females um, to see if they have any interested females in the area. And then the bulls are also bugling, which is a really cool sound if you've never heard that before. In the meantime, the cows are looking for a bull that they're going to look at as being mature, having good genetics, and they actually are going to choose the bull that they're going to be bred by. That is so interesting. And now, during this time of year, do they tend to be more out in the open in those viewing areas? So the key with elk viewing, and it really doesn't matter what month we're talking about, the key is early morning and late evening. Now, that being said, during the rut, they are a little bit more active. So you may have a little bit larger window in the morning and then in the evening. Um, And then if you have a day with cold, nasty weather, that's actually a good thing for elk behavior. Um, So elk are more active when it is cooler for sure. Um, The other thing, Dan, that I should throw in there is, you know, so these large, mature uh, herd bulls that are doing the majority of the breeding, it's not uncommon for them to breed up to 40 or 50 cows in one breeding season. So they're doing an awful lot of keeping the other bulls away from their group of cows, which is called a harem. Um, they are not doing a lot of eating. They're do a lo- trying to impress the females. And um, during the mating season, a bull elk can lose up to tw- 200 pounds wow. of its body weight. That is amazing stuff. Now, um, let's get an overall update. Uh, it's been a couple months now since we heard from you, Ben. 
What's a, an update that you can give us on the elk herd at this point? Yeah, so the Pennsylvania Game Commission is responsible for doing a population count on Pennsylvania's elk herd every February, March. And um, they actually use aerial survey. They, they fly airplanes and they use uh, thermal imaging cameras, which is very accurate. With today's technology, they fly a grid system. So this past year, when they did that survey, they came up with about 1,400 to 1,500 um, as being their minimum live number on the elk herd. Um, I would say they're, they're probably within you know 200 of the exact number. Mm -hmm. And um, then based on that number, that is how they decide how many tags for the elk hunt are going to be allotted. Right. They take a look at uh, population densities. They also take a look at elk human conflict in certain areas. And that is how they decide where and how many tags to allot. Uh, this year, and right now, we're actually in the middle of the archery season. So the archery season for elk just came in Saturday. Um, there are three seasons. We have archery, and then the general season, and then a late season. This year, there were 178 tags permitted, uh, the majority of them being cow tags, but there are also bull tags as well. All right. So we're getting into the heart of the uh, elk hunt. Uh, how is that going to go the rest of the way here? You said it already started for archery. It did. And archery runs about two weeks. And then the general season uh, actually begins um, on Halloween this year. And uh, then it is a week long. And for that general season, something uh, the listeners might be interested in, Dan, is so for this elk hunt, all of the elk need to be checked in. Um, they're checked in for various reasons. Um, they're doing tests for you know health as far as how old they are, what sex they are. Um, they do a rump fat in uh, index to see how healthy they are going into winter. They also check them for brucellosis, tuberculosis, brain worm, and chronic wasting disease. So this is go all good information that the Pennsylvania Game Commission is collecting uh, through this elk hunt. But the check station for the general season is actually at the visitor center. So mm -hmm. folks can come up to the uh, visitor center during that general season um, for the check-in and actually get to see these elk being brought in and what the Pennsylvania Game Commission is doing as far as research and, and why. And, and it's really cool if people are interested in that. All right. Great information uh, from you, Ben. Is there anything else you would like to share? One more thing, Dan. I'd just like to mention that, you know, with thousands of people coming to Pennsylvania's elk country this time of year, it's very important that I mention, you know, how for them to be uh, respectful of landowners in the area and also to stay safe. So there is a campaign, and it was started by the Pennsylvania Game Commission a couple years ago um, with them as well as some nonprofits like ourselves, the Keystone Elk Country Alliance. And uh, it's called Elk Smart. And more or less, it's to view elk from a safe distance, about 100 yards or further. Elk are very quick and very unpredictable this time of year. Um, and very large. And they are wild <laughs> animals. And a bull elk is going to be very protective of its group of females. Um, the other thing is do not feed elk in Pennsylvania. That is illegal. Um, and then don't name the elk, which the reason they don't want that is they don't want people to, to develop a uh, relationship with elk to where, you know, if an elk is taken during the elk hunt, then people are going to be, you know, uh, 
thinking that somebody shot somebody's pet or something like that. So it's better if people just leave them wild. And that's the reason for this campaign. Well, Ben, thank you. Great information from the Keystone Elk Country Alliance on today's Ask the Expert on Connect FM. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Dan.